Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Mac and D podcast. As always, how you doing, Jimmy D? I'm doing pretty good, man. It's, you know, we're Brett Hump Day now, halfway through the week, and just ready to talk some sports with my buds. Yeah, I can't wait for this episode. We are doing an NBA preview, and we have a super special guest today. We have the man, the myth, the legend, Eddie Cohen, joining us today. Eddie, you want to introduce yourself to the listeners real quick? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. I'm Eddie. Um, I actually got my MBA with these two guys. And uh, I've been listening to their podcast for uh, since they started. And finally, they got me in here after I begged them to get me in here. Long time. Massive Heat fan. So I hope my uh, my uh, preferences don't show. Yeah, long time listener, first time caller. So we're, we're very thankful that you joined us today. And no one else that we would want to do this episode with. Basically, today's idea is we're not doing fantasy football like normal. We are going through every single NBA team, and we're going to be discussing each one and saying if we think that they're going to have the over on their win totals based off Vegas or the under based off their win total based off what Vegas has. I also didn't tell the guys this, but I also want to do a thing where each conference for each person, you get one lock. So you get to choose one team for each conference if you want to lock you're over and under in. And that's just like, you super feel really good about this. And then we'll have a something just like an extra reference point whenever we look back on this. So does everyone understand the game? Yeah, I will. I will add in since this is also slightly an NFL podcast in general, everyone remember that there is another Europe game this week. So do, uh, do not lock in people that are out that play at nine 30 in the yeah. morning. Now we can just talk Giants about NBA. Packers. Can't wait. Alrighty, so we're going to start at the very top of the NBA, and we're going to start with the Eastern Conference. We're going to start with the Boston Celtics. So my first thought was under. Uh, I think that a lot of people are going to be feeling this, feeling this way as we get closer and closer to the season. Udoka is going to be out at head coach for the entire season following his scandal. And honestly, I, I just am a big believer in the hangover. You know, they just made the NBA championship this past year. Whenever you make the finals, you're playing a lot of games and you're going to be very tired. So I, I had a very easy under on this one. That's, Eddie, you can, you can take it, man. I'll take it. Yeah, I think that's an interesting take. I think the Celtics are young. They're exciting. The only reason I choose under was because of the whole drama going on with Ime. I think there's just too much going on. I don't know anything about the new coach coming in uh, or, you know, the assistant coach or whoever is taking over. Um, I just think there's too much going on outside of the basketball court for them to focus on actually winning games, which is kind of sad considering the trajectory that we're taking. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Eddie on that one. Um, so just for the listeners, Mac and Eddie know way more about the NBA than I do. I'm, I'm much more of a casual observer here, uh, but but do love basketball, so I'm trying to get a little bit more into NBA. So like one of the few things I know about the Celtics would be they have Jason Tatum and then the whole coach drama. And, and then just like Eddie, I was like, the second you see that, you're like, I don't feel good about any, any win over. Like I, I think they still make the playoffs just based off of the talent they have. But man, there's just so much going on and so close to the season that it's got to take some take some damage on the team there. At least the first, yeah. Month or and fifty three and a half is just like a really high total. Like, I, and they definitely surpassed that last year. But I think the hard part is like so many players hit their peak last year. Like Marcus Smart won Defensive Player of the Year. We had Robert Williams who stayed healthy for a lot of the run that they needed in order to get to the finals. He's not healthy this year. We don't really know what he's going to look like. 
I, I guess the other end of things, if you're like feeling more positive about the team, is they added Malcolm Brogdon, who's going to be a big piece, and they kept Derek White, who kind of spurred them having a very good end of the season last year. But like the rest of the roster is looking a little bit thin for my liking. Like Blake Griffin's going to get a lot of minutes on this team, and he literally signed there last week, and so that's a little bit concerning for me. So uh, I think this one's a pretty easy under, and hence why all three of us went under on this one. Any other thoughts? Yeah, I, I feel like. They were going. They were going in such a good like path because uh, you know making the finals. Then they signed Brockton. They signed Gallinari, who eventually tore his ACL, and now he's out for the whole season. That is a huge loss for them. That's a huge loss for them. And you know, I love my boy JT, but he's my favorite player in the league. But I, yeah, it's going to be a tough season for them. And I don't know if you guys watch Celtics games a lot, but. If, if if you do, please pay attention to uh, his son Deuce. He's hilarious. He's just in the sidelines. He doesn't know what's going on. He's just there. Yeah, I, he's just there with a crazy fit. <laughs> I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast earlier, and I knew things were a little bit bleak for the team because Bill Simmons is a huge Celtics fan. For reference, and he spent like a good like five minutes talking about Sam Hauser, and I'm like, no one knows knows who the fuck Sam Hauser is. Like. Clearly, your roster is extremely thin, and you're just scraping for something positive to say about your team. So, um, there's been rumors about Luke Cornett getting some starts this year as well. And yeah, it's like, do you really want the the what is he the Green Rocket having starts this year? I don't think you do. So, uh, just not a super talented roster with a lot of the peaks that they hit last year. Guys like Peyton Pritchard and such. I just don't really see it being sustainable again this year. So let's move to the second team in terms of over-under. Vegas has the Milwaukee Bucks at 52.5. So, Eddie, you want to start us out on this one? I think it's kind of disrespectful to put them under the under the Celtics. I mean, you have Giannis, the best player in the league right now. Um, and Middleton is going to be back from the injury that he had uh, over the playoffs. So he should be fine. He should be ready to go. Um, and I, I always thought the Drew Holiday addition to that team was just so – it's a genius move. Um, I, I I think it's an easy over. I think they might get to sixty wins this year, actually. Uh, yeah. So basically, I think the exact same way. This team is a hundred percent built for the regular season. Uh, they've shown it before by dominating the East almost every single year. And as long as they have two out of the three of the big three healthy, the big three being Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday, they're going to be in excellent shape. I think they have a lot of good bounce back candidates as well this year. Uh, we've seen some injuries um, for some of their bigger guys, bigger contract guys like Serge Ibaka. Brooke Lopez was hurt a lot of last year. And they just have a lot of like glue guys as well, like Wesley Matthews and Bobby Portis uh, are able to play both ways. So um, this isn't like their deepest roster by any means. They've had some attrition over the years. Um, Nikola Morotic deciding to go back to Spain randomly was a really weird thing, but um, whenever you have Grayson Allen, you know, you, you can trip up a few opponents, so you never really know. Yeah, I didn't realize they had Grayson Allen, so that's good. That's a good point. You know, they can really take out the, the best player on the opposing team, but like Eddie said, they have Giannis, right? I, I don't know a ton here, but I know who's the best in the NBA, and at any time you have an over I'm just going to take the over if you have Giannis Do you guys think team. there's any chance that Giannis wins MVP this year? Like, it seems like voters are very, very tired of voting for him. He's already won two MVPs for reference, so think there's any shot that he gets MVP this year? I mean, if he's posting great numbers, I don't see why he wouldn't be able to win it. But yeah, I mean, you could you could see the same thing that happened with LeBron, you know, back in the day, like the 
early to like 2010s, uh, he was winning it so often. He was like, they were like, all right, we got to vote for D Rose. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I could definitely see the, uh, the, the voter fatigue being a thing. It, it seems to be that way in, in almost every professional sports. Like, like they really hate giving back to back MVPs because they just want to be fresh every season. And, you know, you've talked about it at least with the football podcast. Um, they just they love the storylines and it's just not as exciting to say dominant player is still dominant like it's way more exciting to have some kind of up and coming story uh, which is why i was kind of surprised that Jokic got it last year you know i thought maybe some someone else could have made a better story and you know to, to your point it's just it makes it harder to keep on voting yeah the they person. almost expect like another level from a guy every single year and like luckily we've seen that with Jokic. we saw it with Giannis, but it really hit LeBron after a while because you can only reinvent yourself in so many different ways. So I also think that we'll hit a new MVP this year, but we'll get into that later in the podcast. Well, and, and last year, didn't Steph have better numbers than his unanimous year? But they're just like, we're not voting for Steph. Like, that's old news or, or am I way Correct off? Correct me if I'm that? wrong, Eddie, but I think it was two years ago when that happened. Like, Steph was averaging like 32 a game. Last year was a little bit down. I think he's averaging like 25 a game just because they were playing more team ball. But yeah, it, that was a much better year. It's just like, oh, hey, the competition's stiffer. And also we just expect you to be good. And it was a different cat at that point. I'm not 100% sure if it was two years ago because two years ago when was when he got that wrist injury and Clay was out. Um I feel like it was Warriors two years ago because that was when he kind of carried the team into like that eight seed. Like, like he he carried the Warriors dragging and screaming into the playoffs versus this past year where they're a, a more rounded team. It's like two years sounds right. Because now I'm second guessing myself. All time during COVID has just been like a flat circle. So I can never remember at this point. Yeah, yeah. The, the COVID the COVID times make it makes it so weird. <laughs> I know, to like there's like guys in the league that got drafted in 2019. I'm like, oh, they're rookies. And then I'm like, wait, <laughs> they're not rookies anymore. They're like veterans <laughs> at this point. <laughs> okay, so yeah, last year he averaged 25 a game. Two years ago, he averaged 32 a game, but he only played 63 games. So he definitely didn't have like a full body of work by any means. God, Steph is so fucking good. Okay, let's move to the next team. We all hit overs on the Bucks. I think those are pretty easy ones. Anyone want to use their lock yet or are we still feeling good? So fun, good. I'll probably come back and, and put it in. All right, so next up, we got the Philadelphia 76ers. They're tied with the Brooklyn Nets for third best record in the East based off Vegas odds. Theirs is set at 50 and a half. Uh, I went over on this one and pretty happily went over on this one. Uh, Joel Embiid has shown that he's able to stay healthy. That's a big, big part of it is whenever you have a star like that that can do that. Uh, no more Ben Simmons, which is good. I, I think that that just was a toxic situation and they needed to figure that out. James Harden looks like he's in great shape. He told someone the other day, hey, I lost 100 pounds. You could tweet that. And I thought that was fucking great. And Tyrese Maxey has been looking amazing this offseason. Uh, he's been playing a few games in preseason. He's played some games just playing street ball. And he's looked great uh, just shooting the cover off the ball. And he's truly like, the third banana that they need. And he could really elevate to the second banana, honestly, that the Philadelphia 76ers need. Tobias Harris is back. PJ Tucker is was a great signing for them. I think they have really everything that you need to be a cohesive unit and a really great regular season team. So I, I would happily hit the over on this one. I will unhappily hit the over because I hate the six <laughs> and I hate their fan base and I hate the team. But 
you know, you got to give credit where it's due. And the team is just very well constructed, hardened, like just like you said, hardened and beat if they can stay healthy. Um, they're an amazing team. They added PJ Tucker this offseason. They took him away from the Heat. Um, that's when Jimmy Butler, when Jimmy Butler tweeted, uh, or I think he commented on a post saying traitor <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, uh, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I agree with the Tyrese Maxey take. I never understood why the Suns didn't take him 10th overall a couple yeah. years ago. It makes no sense to me why they did not take Tyrese Maxey. Instead, they took the big man from Oh, uh, Jalen Smith, yeah. And, yeah, the Ooh. Suns like, didn't pick up yeah, their, his the... option. That was crazy. Yeah, I, I thought I thought Tyrese Maxey was made for that Suns team. Perfect for him to learn under CP3, and they just completely botched it and – I mean, every team bossed it because Tyrese Maxey is a baller. Even Miami bossed it with Precious Achua mm-hmm. instead. Um, he's a baller. I think I think the Sixers are going to be really good this year um, if everyone is able to stay healthy. Uh, the 100 pounds for Harden, I don't buy it. But <laughs> um, if he can adjust his game to play like winning basketball rather than just getting a ton of points and triple doubles, then I think this is a very dangerous team. Yeah, I'm with both you guys on the over. Um, obviously, they go as Embiid's health goes, but as you mentioned, with having Harden, he his hero ball definitely doesn't work in the playoffs, but it can get you wins if if Embiid has to sit for any period of time. That can kind of keep him going, but definitely a ton of talent on the team. And uh, yeah, I, I I just see them hitting the over. I, I also am not the biggest Sixers fan, but I also don't have a ton of allegiances in general. So that's that's a pretty uh pretty low endorsement there to say I don't like a team like that doesn't mean a whole a whole lot yeah I've been hearing why do you hate the Sixers so much I did I, honestly I'm not a big Harden fan I, I feel like he's just like a little bitch so I'm just I'm out on Harden <laughs> I love the red okay. I love the reddit thread last year that was like James Harden plays worse whenever there's a strip club nearby and they were like triangulating <laughs> to see where the strip clubs were closest to like where their hotels were going to be right next to the stadium and such. I thought that was hilarious, but uh, I, I, I've been hearing some rumors and some postulating about Doc Rivers. Do we think that he's the best coach for the situation or do we think that he should probably be out and someone else should be the head of this roster? Are you guys Doc Rivers fans? I've always been a Doc fan. Um, I understand why people wouldn't like him, though. I think some people overrate him just because of that 2008 championship that he's been riding ever since. <laughs> just like every Celtics player has been riding that championship <laughs> ever since. Um, I don't know. I think I think is I think he's a really good coach. Given he did mess up in 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 LA with the Clippers a ton of times, like he lost games that he should have not lost. So. I think this is do or die for him. Uh, you know, with Philly, I think if they don't make it, if they don't make a deep run in the playoffs this year, I think he's out. Yeah, I think that's fair. Any thoughts, JVD? Also, it doesn't help that he was liking uh, <laughs> pictures. On Dude, Twitter. how did that happen? How do people keep doing that? Like, first it was Ted Cruz, now it's Doc Rivers. Like, dude, come on, incognito mode. Like, there's there's options out there. You don't need to be doing that. Like. He forgot to switch the burners. <laughs> it's something with the Sixers, man. So I, I, I didn't know about that, but now that Eddie mentioned it, that makes me all the way out on Doc. He should have been fired <laughs> last year if he, if he can't figure out how to use a burner account. Dude, it's a, I, I've been thinking about this lately. Like, it's been a big few weeks for cheating and just like public 
relationships and humiliation. There's been a lot of that going around. So uh, let's move on to the team that traded with the Sixers last year. This is a big blockbuster. We're doing the Brooklyn Nets next. Uh, their over under is 50 and a half. Uh, they were pretty heavy favorites to win the NBA finals last year. Obviously disappointed. Didn't even get close to that. Got bounced in the first round. Um, they made some adjustments this offseason. Acquired TJ Warren. Um, had a few other trades like Royce O'Neal. Uh, but the, the core of the nucleus of the team is basically Kevin Durant being healthy. Kyrie Irving no longer having COVID restrictions. And then Ben Simmons finally fucking playing. So w- are you guys believers in the Nets or are we kind of out on them? I was, I was a bit on the fence with them. Uh, I, I have him over just because of the talent that they have there. I mean, if you have Kevin Durant and you have Kyrie Irving, if you don't make it past 50 wins, I think that's that's a disgrace. That's a wasted season. Um, but I, I'm on the fence just because of all the drama going around over there. Uh, you know, is Kyrie going to play or is he going to sit out? Well, now that the uh, vaccine restrictions are up, then I guess he's playing. But who knows what Kyrie is going to come up with next? Um KD is a straight baller, best scorer in the league, in my opinion. Um, so he should, you know, he always balls out. And now the question with Ben Simmons is, is he actually going to play? And if he plays, is he is he going to be aggressive or is he going to do the same thing that he did against Atlanta uh, before he left Philly a couple of years ago? Um, a lot of questions. I'm on the fence, but I think it's over for me. And I, I went under. I think there's just a lot. A lot of unknown. I mean, you mentioned like we don't know what Kyrie's flavor of the month is going to be. Like his reason to not play or to play. Like it's always just all over the place. Ben, I mean, hasn't really played since he looked awful in that playoff series. What two years ago? Like, I, I mean, that's just a man with absolute broken confidence. We don't know if he has any of it back. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I, it's all I can say is I don't know. And to me, that makes it a pretty easy under. Yeah. Last year, I think the roster was more talented. They did give up, give up a lot in the James Harden trade and they went 44 and 38. And I just like, don't really see the additions being good enough for what they lost. Bruce Brown's also no longer on the roster. You're really relying a lot on a lot of question marks that we just really haven't seen play together. And with that many question marks, I am pretty comfortable hitting the under on this one. Um, there, I don't know if you guys saw like Marquise Morris, his comments the other day where he was like, you know, I'm cheating on my wife. You know, things have gone poorly before, but we always come back. And I just think I think there's been too many trials and tribulations with this Nets team to feel comfortable in hitting over. So uh, this is our first one with some some disagreement here. We have two unders and one over. So I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's. It's just a weird situation. Also, what never fails to amuse me is every year Bleacher Report and House of Highlights takes a video of Ben Simmons playing pickup and shooting a three, and then it's always Ben Simmons shooting threes in the comments with a bunch of eyes and fire emojis, and it never happens. It never fails. Every summer is the same thing, and he never ends up shooting threes. One day, he's going to wake up, and he's just going to see the light. He's just going to start shooting the cover off the ball, and we're all going to be questioning ourselves. So let's move to Eddie's team here. This is number five in the East, if you're keeping track at home. Uh, We're doing the Miami Heat next, 48 and a half. So describe the situation to us, Eddie. It's a bleak situation, in all honesty. Uh, I feel like all the top teams in the East got better. You know, the Cavs adding uh, Donovan Mitchell, um, the Sixers being healthy and adding P.J. Tucker. 
the Bucks, the Celtics had good additions. I mean, and then they had the whole thing with Ime, but um, overall their offseason was pretty solid in terms of the, you know, the players that they added. Uh, Bucks are always going to be good. And, you know, with everyone healthy in the Nets, they're also going to be a problem. So with the Heat not adding a single player this offseason, it doesn't make me feel optimistic about the season. Um, but, you know, it's the godfather. He runs this team. So uh, I think Pat Riley, I, you can never count out Pat, Pat Riley when making moves before the trade deadline. Um, I have them over 48 and a half just because I think and I hope that Bam is going to make a leap this year offensively. Um, and that Kyle Lowry is going to, you know, get a, in a bit better shape than he was last year. Um, and Depot going to have a redemption year for sure. Um, he had he had good sparks in, in during the playoffs. Um, at one point, I, th- I think we were starting him, um, and I think against the Hawks, the last game against the Hawks, a lot of our players were out. Uh, I think Jimmy was out with an injury, and Hero was out too. And you know, Depot just took over that game. So I th- I think I'm optimistic about Depot. So we'll see. Oh, I mean, I stuck with the under, or with the uh, over, just because I wasn't gonna hate on Eddie's team here. You know, I just just felt really good about it. Sometimes, That's right. uh, just letting your team uh, kind of mesh together and build up chemistry is a good thing. You don't always have to constantly be adding, but I could be way wrong about that. That's just how I'm feeling about it. You know, here get, got paid, so maybe you're gonna see some increased production out of him, kind of showing off that he's feels like he's worth the money that he got. But I mean, you like you say, you got Pat Riley, so. It's it's a, it's a well-run organization that goes a long way. I'm, I'm taking the over. Yeah, in a lot of ways, the Miami Heat are the Buffalo Bills of the NBA for me. I always have one team that I just like can't get on board with, and it's been the Miami Heat for me for a while. Uh, Jimmy Butler is one of the most polarizing players in the league, in my opinion. Reminds me a lot of Josh Allen, and that people really, really ride his successes, but then just completely cannot see his failures he's had a lot of playoff games where he just disappears um duncan robinson has also had a disappearing act uh, he was getting a lot of dnps coaches decisions last year during the playoffs and he used to be a very pivotal person and he's making like 17 million dollars a year right now um one of the big offseason additions was uh discount nikola Jokic, nikola jovich uh and he's 19 years old and likely not going to contribute and I love Victor Oladipo. Like he's one of my magic boys from back in the day, but I almost feel like he's a little over the hill. The injuries have been piling up and I'm optimistic, but also at the same time, like you got to be kind of cautious about the kind of injuries that he had, he's had so far. And then hero, I feel like in a lot of ways really hit his peak last year and he just cashed out. He's no longer in a contract year. And Eddie, we, we were talking about last pod, but do you think the hero contract was an overpay? They paid him a ton of money, 130 mil for four years. That is a lot, a lot of money. Um, I think based on based off the uh, based off the years he had last year, I guess he you can make a point, a case that he does deserve a contract. Um, I think it's going to be important for us to see if he can uh, perform as a starter. You know, he's coming off a six man of the year uh, year, so. Um, I like Hero a lot. I don't think he's reached his peak. I think there's a lot more that he can do. Um, so it's, gonna, it's definitely going to be exciting. The Jovic thing, um, I kind of <laughs> like him. 
uh, from, you know, it, it, it seems like a very positive, uh, you know, pickup for Miami. I think people, people are really liking him or at least what they're seeing from him so far. Uh, you know, he's young, late first round pick and not really expecting too much out of him, but, uh, you know, anything works. Uh, Eddie, you I, should feel really good though, man. Because if Mad Mac is shitting on the Heat, that means they're going to be like unstoppable. Because all he does is, is shit talk the Bills, and all they do is just keep winning. So, right. like you're you're you should lock it in the over at like fifty five. By the way, I was going to say this is my lock. Oh, I got to lock okay. with my boys. Nice. I'm rocking. I'm rocking with the boys from Dade <laughs> County. Um, I think. No, I think it's going to be an interesting season. I, the one thing that I've been on the Heat's ass since like 2020 we need a real big man we don't have a real big man bam is not a center like we need someone who like intimidates people when they're trying to go in and bam is a great defensive player and i'll get on that later on today but um yeah i think i just think we need a real center. yeah and it, i don't even think it's that like bam's not a real center it's just like you need some protection for him for some of those minutes right like you guys have been so down to be playing small ball forwards in a lot of ways with like PJ Tucker, but like you have no protection at that point. So I think a trade kind of similar to like what that Thunder did back in the day, whenever they went out and got Kendrick Perkins, like it really sets the tone. It really sets the defensive tone, allows Bam to sit down whenever he needs to take a breather, but also like, then you don't have to take so much punishment from some of the big guys that are kind of making their way back into the league. So I think that's a really good point. Yeah, we're kind of like switching between like Deadman and Yurtsevin last year, but they're not really producing that much. I think, you know, they're not great offensively, so you're only playing with four players on offense at that point. But they're not stellar defensively either. So like, we need we need a real big man. Yeah, hopefully, old man Haslam can be that for you guys. Oh, yeah, of course. Cool. All right, so... Don't sleep on OG. <laughs> Eddie locked in the over on the Heat. Jimmy D's joining him on the over, and I am slapping that under. So next team is the Cleveland Cavaliers. They just got to rebrand this offseason. They are coming off an upstart season and just went out and got Donovan Mitchell. Their over-under is 47.5, so the sixth best team in the Eastern Conference. So uh, Jimmy D, what, what were your thoughts here? Yeah, I'm probably going to hate myself for taking the over here. Like, I'm, I'm kind of buying into all the excitement and hype, which is probably the wrong way to go about it. It's, it's likely pushing that line up a bit higher than it's supposed to be. Uh, but you just, you love to see kind of life being really breathed back, or how are you say, like, but put back into this this franchise, right? Like, for the last 20 years, it's been if LeBron's here, everything's great. If LeBron's not here, this is an absolute dog water group. Uh, but you're starting to see them actually making some good moves here, trying to you know, live, live life without LeBron. Um, the, the Donovan Mitchell trade, I think really should put a lot of, a lot of spark into fan interest as well as just, you know, team performance. Um, yeah. So I, I just, just took, took over with them. And then I guess this is going to sound stupid, but do they still have Kevin love? Is that, yeah. is that still a thing? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I've always liked Kevin love. I have no idea. Like, I just like, since he's at UCLA, I'm like, all right, I'm a, I'm a love yeah, guy. He's, he's not a starter anymore, but he was like a six man of the year candidate. He's like right up there with heroes. So yeah. He's sticking around. Then they're set. Lock him in. Not actually, not my actual lock guy. That was that was all <laughs> a, a phrase. I was gonna say that's a bold, bold lock. <laughs> what do you think, Eddie? I, I mean, I agree. I, I I'm actually t- I'm 
also taking the over, uh, the additions that they had this year with Donovan Mitchell, I think it's, you know, kind of what they needed in order to actually be a playoff team and make a push. Um, you have Darius Garland, who was amazing last year. Uh, last year, I think it was last year when they added Jared mm-hmm. Allen too, um, and Isaac Okoro. So I think there's a lot of a lot of very very you know young talent in this team, and they're going to be a very exciting team to watch for sure. Um, I, I actually I, I like Karis LeVert too, and don't sleep on D, the new D Wade, <laughs> Dean Wade, the White Mamba. Yeah, I think a lot of people were expecting a bit of a sophomore slump with a lot of these guys. Not that they're sophomores, but like they were upstart last year. This year is going to be a bit more of a disappointment. But I think there's a lot of guys where their development is going to be very linear for them. Darius Garland being one. I think in a lot of ways, Evan Mobley is a generational type prospect and he's only going to continue to get better. And I think the best thing too with a lot of this team is they're very multi-positional, which you really need to have in today's NBA. So Jerry Allen and Evan Mobley, they can switch back between the four and the five very easily. Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, both in my mind, very combo kind of guards. So they can kind of switch back a lot. And then you also, you mentioned Eddie, you got guys that can kind of fit in that third spot with Karis LeVert and Isaac Okoro. So I, I love how deep they are. They got Ricky Rubio coming off of injury after their trade last year. I, I think a lot of their moves have just made a lot of sense. Kevin Love, um, sixth man of the year candidate last year, and just a great veteran presence all around. And uh, Robin Lopez, he, he's a lot of fun. He's sticking around on the roster. So uh, I think the I think the biggest issue with this team is going to be defensive um, just because I think that some of the guards, it's just like not going to be their main priority. But if Jarrett Allen and Evan Mobley can be that back line that they really need, that the the ceiling on this roster could be incredibly high. So I also hit the over on this one. Yeah, this is going to be a very fun team to watch. I don't even know who their stars are going to be. I mean, I'm thinking Garland, Mitchell are locks. Um, now the question, who are you going to start at small forward? Is it going to be Okoro or is it going to be Karis LeVert? And then if you're starting a tandem of Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, that's a pretty you are not scoring inside against mm-hmm. that team. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to win the game off mid range and threes. Truly. Yeah. So, this is a great this is a great exciting. passing team. This is a great three point shooting team. I, I think a lot of people are just sleeping on them because they're like, Oh, they were upstart last year and a bit of a pushover in the playoffs, but I, I think they have just more experience now. Like they, they know what it takes to win and come in every single night and play well. So I, I don't see any reason why you'd be down on this team right now. Are we going to see the first good Cavs team with LeBron? It's kind of scary to think about. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know life like yeah without a bad yeah, Cavs team. If like LeBron we needed them there. to be like the number one team to get the number one pick every single year. That's just like not in the cards anymore. So it's 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 the upside down now. Okay, let's move on to the Atlanta Hawks. We all three hit the over on the Cavs. Um, we also hit all three hit the over on the Hawks, not to try and bury the lead here. So it's 45 and a half is their over under. Uh, who wants to take this one? This, this is going to be my lock. I'm just going to say it right up front. Uh, this is also my hot take later on in the segment. Uh, DeJounte Murray was the big offseason addition. They gave up a lot of picks, but he complements everything that Trey Young doesn't do well. DeJounte Murray is able to do. DeJounte Murray almost averaged a triple-double last year. He's great on defense. He's great at passing, which Trey's also great at doing. 
Um, but he can play against those bigger guards that give Trey Young so much trouble. Um, he's still a good three-point shooter, which Trey Young is actually kind of low-key not that great of a three-point shooter at times. He's great at the, the long-range threes, but he's been right around like 35% in his career, which is like right at league average. There's a lot of guys on this team that I think that we can expect a lot of internal development. DeAndre Hunter can easily take that next step. They have young guys like Jalen Johnson and Onyeka Okungla, super great young guys, great prospects. They have young young-ish but also very hungry guys in John Collins and Clint Capella that can really guard that front line and just overall this is just a super exciting roster that made the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago like I feel like a lot of people forget about that because last year was very up and down Um, I expect great things from this roster and I I am easily taking the over on this one so I'll lock it in yeah I mean I I hate to agree with you I'm not a huge Hawks fan by any means um Trey Young just for some reason makes me angry. <laughs> I, I, I cannot explain, but I do love DeJounte Murray, and that was the perfect addition for this team. Like you said, he complements everything that they need, like that Trey Young is not. You know, the, the way Trey Young is a terrible defender, and I think that's why I dislike him. Um, DeJounte is one of the best, you know, guard defenders in the league. He, he, he could get a quadruple-double of steals if, if he wanted to. He's a baller. Um, like I said, they have a bunch of young talent. Uh, they have the they have the depth. And, you know, they're pretty big inside, too, with John Collins and Clint Capella. Clint Capella is a double-double machine. So for you fantasy uh, people, you got to lock in Clint. A lot, a lot of playoff. Low-key, a lot of playoff-like guys on this roster, too. Guys that have been deep in playoffs – Click Capella whenever he's with the Rockets. I think there's a lot of like just good general knowledge on this team, and they they know how to win. Like I don't think this roster. I don't think a lot of people look at it and think, "Oh, this is a great guy." But like then you see like Bogdanovich is kind of like lower down on the roster, and like yeah. if that's like your eighth or ninth best guy, you just have good guys all the way around your roster, and they 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 lost Gallinari and like they even care, and I think that's like one of the most impressive parts about this roster. They're getting Frank the Tank. <laughs> uh, Frank the Tank. Uh, I'm not sure what I can add that, that Mad Mac has not already said about this team. Uh, like I said, I already took the over. I, I knew they added Murray, which was a great addition. But, uh, you know, I saw it earlier that this was your team that you're like, oh, they're going to they're gonna take it all. Like, they're, they're going to be just an absolute top-notch team. So I was like, eh, if he's that passionate about it, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll believe him. So for me, I also took <laughs> the over. Is this the Baltimore Ravens of the NBA for me? Just irrationally confident in them? No, because there's a lot more like behind why you think they're going to be good. The Ravens, you're just like, Lamar's generational, and therefore the whole team's going to be I'm sensational. Wrong. I'm not wrong. All right, so let's move on to the Toronto Raptors. Uh, They were a bit of an upstart team as well last year. Not a lot of people were expecting them to be as good as they ended up being. Pascal Siakam ended up being the star that he used to be. He kind of had a down year after some injuries, but he returned to all NBA level play. Spicy P was right back there. So um, I hit the over on this one. How about you guys? Yeah, so I saw they added uh, Juancho Herman Gomez from uh, the the Netflix movie hustle. So I was like, damn, this team's gotta be balling out. Like they, they're going to be set. I saw him practicing, you know, and, and all those scenes with uh, Adam Sandler, easy, easy <laughs> over for me. Yeah. I'm. Um, the, the, first of all, that is 
Carl Blanche and Alice <laughs> James. I cannot agree with you more. Um, second of all, um, I think I I don't know. I'm very torn about this team. I I had them as over, but I, I could see them also going under. It's a very tough team to to decipher, you know, because you're right. Uh, Pascal Siakam didn't have a good year a couple of years ago. He kind of picked it up this year, this past year, and you know, from what he's saying and all the talk going around, he's he's thinks he's going to make a leap. I mean, I don't know what that means because his usual style of play is just getting into the paint and doing a 360. <laughs> um, but then you also have guys like like Juancho. He's, he's a solid addition. You have OG Anunobi, who you know, has been pretty solid over the last couple of years. And you have Scotty Barnes, who is an absolute baller. I love Scotty Barnes. And so like when you have players like that, it makes me feel like, yes, you could be a playoff team, but then you go down to the six, seven, eighth guy, and you're like, "Who are these guys? Like, they're not." You know who Precious Achua you know, is. They have no... I know Precious Achua because yeah, Miami exactly. had him, and we traded him very quickly yeah. for Kyle Lowry. So you know, I had him as over, but I think I'm, I think I'm switching my 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 pick here. I think I'm our first revision. Pick. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely revising. I think the most exciting part about this roster is they are able to play the new age of basketball in a lot of ways. They they can all shoot threes. They can all play multi-positions, and they're all giant. Like, I, I don't want to just be talking about length because, you know, length doesn't matter, but they they can play guys one through five that are all six, seven or taller. Like, you can play Pascal Siakam with Scotty Barnes, with Chris Boucher, with Precious Achua, uh, Porter, like all those guys are just incredibly lengthy. And so I, I think that just allows them to have a lot of versatility and they can kind of guard whatever the opposing team throws at them in that way. So I, I think just like the the general length, the general ability to shoot, Nick Nurse is an elite level coach in my mind. Um, and then they have guys coming off the bench like Gary Trent Jr. Like, that's incredible to me. They have Fred Vliet Jr. that people kind of sleep on, but is a pretty dang good point guard. So um, I, I love everything about this roster. I don't think that they're going to be an NBA Finals contender or anything like that. I've heard some buzz about them being like a number one seed contender. I don't really believe in that either. But I, I can easily see them hitting this over and being like a top five seed in the East. I, I'm really on the fence. I think they could be a, a playing team. Really? I think there might be like a seven seed. I don't know. It's a very, it's a very interesting team uh, to me. I, I can't make up my mind on whether I like them or not. Uh, I do like I do love Fred Fred Van Vliet a lot though. I think he's a straight baller. Yeah. Um, and James, to your point, uh, then that Netflix guy, he is coming off a great summer. You know, winning the Euro League with Spain, and he was a very, very big part of that team. Yeah, so. That's what I'm here for: hard hitting analysis. That's right. That's right. Uh, let's hit the next team. We got the Chicago Bulls. Uh, they have a lot of expectations on them after trading two first-round picks and Wendell Carter Jr. to the Magic for Nikola Vucevic a couple of years ago. Haven't really done jack squat with it. They had a really great first half last year before falling off. A lot of pressure is going to be on Zach Levine's shoulders. A lot of pressure is going to be on DeMar DeRozan's shoulders. But they also have some injuries on their squad as well. Kobe White has been injured a ton since he started there. Uh, Looks like Lonzo Ball, his knee is basically hanging by a thread at this point. I think that they're going to be looking a lot at um, 
at Patrick Williams to take that leap in order to be a not only just a starter level, but a almost like star level player. And I just don't think there's enough here. Um, it really sucks because their pick this year is only top five protected. And if they don't go top five, then ends up going to the Orlando Magic, which I would love because this is a great draft and the Magic are my team. But I, I'm just not a big believer in the Bulls. So I, I, I hit the under on this one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have equally hard-hitting analysis as I did on the last team. So the Bulls is kind of my family's team, a you know, big Chicago sports family. And generally speaking, I, I can get a good pulse on how excited they are and, and kind of have a feel for what the Bulls are going to be doing. Absolute radio silence this uh, this preseason on, on their uh, excitement for the Bulls this year. Uh, so to me, that was an easy under because I just, you know, last year there was a lot going on. You know, they, they added um, Alex Cup. What, what's his last name? Alex Caruso. Yeah, Caruso yeah. I think I was going to say Capuso. And I was like, that's <laughs> way wrong. Uh, yeah. Add. Like they just had a lot of great additions and, and you know, there's a lot of, a lot of excitement. They, they got off to that hot start and it's just been kind of been downhill since then. So I feel like that slide is going to keep going, man. This Bulls team has just, there, there's like going to be the Jordan curse. I feel like it's just like, they're going to have just been kind of continually to tread water ever since Jordan left. They had, you know, a couple of decent years with D Rose, but even he had just horrible fortune as, as a bull. Um, they just don't seem to be going the right direction to me. Yeah. I, I think this is another team that I'm on the fence on just because of, you know, what, what Max said, I think, I, I don't know if there's enough, but they did make some solid additions this summer. Um, obviously you have DeMar DeRozan, you have Zach Levine who are always going to ball out. Um, if Kobe White is healthy, he's a, he's a scorer. Um, I don't know what the situation is with Lonzo. That's a very weird thing going on over there. But they also added Goran Dragic to replace him, which I think is a great addition. I think Goran is a bit underrated at the guard. He can score. He can pass. He doesn't really make a lot of mistakes. He's a, he's a very smart player. You know, he can take charges. I think I think that's a great addition. And they also added um, Andrew Drummond mm-hmm. um, to add a bit more depth in, on the inside. So I think I'm on the edge. Similar to uh, to the Raptors, but I also think they're going to be a playing team. Yeah, I think per. Give, right. I mean, it, it depends if they, if they make trades. I, I I heard some rumors about DeRozan maybe leaving, uh, but if he doesn't, I think I think I'm confident with the over. Yeah, I I think you make a great point. This is a great trade candidate team. They have a lot of expiring uh, contracts. They have a lot of young guys that they can trade. Um, if they want to get rid of Io, which like he's one of the big parts of their team, they can make that kind of play for a more veteran player. I just think that Lonzo Ball is like such a big part of this team. He's really what makes them sing with his passing and his three-point shooting. Uh, I think the one redeeming part and why I think that you went with the over here, Eddie, is like it's only 42 and a half. Like that's not a lot of wins, and they can easily hit that if they if just if everybody stays healthy. I'm just like not an overly big believer in this team, um, especially if Lonzo is going to be out. So I think this is uh, definitely a team that we could kind of go either way with their over under. So let's hit, let's hit the next next. I just go think there's really sorry. I, I I just think there's really good depth in that team because you have you you have Busevich, you have you know if Kobe White is healthy, um, Patrick Williams. You know he had a great year last year. Um, I, th- I think they have a lot of players that, you know, are gritty and like, you know, they'll always go for the ball. I think they're, I, th- I think they have a good chance of making the over. Fair enough. Let's go to the New York Knicks next. 
God, that's a tongue twister. And their over under is 39 and a half. Um, they were an upstart team a couple of years ago, uh, playing the Atlanta Hawks in the first round. Uh, it's definitely an entertaining one, um, but it's been kind of stagnant as a franchise over the last couple of years. Julius Randle fell back to earth very quickly after being an all NBA level talent the year before. Um, the roster's getting kind of old in a few places, and some of the prospects haven't panned out. I'm not a huge believer in this team, so I went with the under on this one. Yeah, likewise, I went with the under. Um, kind of to your point, I, I feel like they, they got really hot there a while ago when they got like R.J. Barrett and they had Julius Randle really humming. And then like since then, there hasn't been a ton of real just excitement or anything kind of progressing with the, with the team. Um, and this is just another franchise that has seemed to be kind of like no one really knows their fans, including like what exactly their goals are, like what they're trying to do. Like you just can't quite get a, a good read on what's going on there. And um, for me, it's just like if, if your franchise is poorly run, then it's just like to me, it's an easy under. Um, uh, so that's, I just kind of went, went that direction. Yeah, I think this was a pretty easy under. The mid three <laughs> of uh, Brunson. I, I feel like every every time someone says uh, people are underestimating, underestimating us and they'll they'll see what we can achieve this season, it, it, that always backfires. And that's what RJ said a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, they just have a bunch of lefties who don't know how to use their right hand. And so they're a pretty easy team to stop. And Thibodeau is going to run each and every single one of them to the ground because he loves to overplay their his star players. And that's what happened, you know, during that season when they – they shocked everyone, made the playoffs, and then lost against Atlanta because, you know, he tired everyone else. Like, his whole roster was tired because he's playing in 40-something mm-hmm. minutes a game every game during the regular season. Um, so, yeah, I think this is an easy under. I don't think there's a lot of discussion Yeah, here. for real. And we just don't really know if some of these guys are even that good. Like, because Thibs, the great point about him is he likes to play his older guys into the ground, but like then he doesn't like to play his rookies or the younger guys. So like we don't really know what Mitchell Robinson's going to give this team this year. We don't know what Obi Toppin is going to do. We don't even know if Quentin Grimes is good, even though every Knicks fan swears by him. So I, I think there's a lot of question marks for this team. And yeah, it really just doesn't have a lot of discussion. I, I, the mid three is going to be something to monitor throughout the year. The next team is the Charlotte Hornets. This is one of the most stagnant teams during the offseason. They made very, very few moves, just weren't making any uh, news waves at all. I think the biggest thing that came out was the Miles Bridges domestic violence uh, situation. And we don't really have a ton of clarity on if he's going to be playing at all this year or not, um, or if he's going to be dealing with those legal issues throughout the season. So uh, with the question marks and just like the overall lack of commitment by the organization to make improvements i went under here yeah i thought it was a pretty under also um like you said not a lot of off-season moves for them um pretty unexciting team aside from their announcers (laughs) um i I love the way that they scream um but yeah there's there's not a lot going on gordon hayward is still there but you know they added leangelo so i guess they're trying to bring the ball brothers back um but yeah it's going to be a pretty boring season for the for the hornets fans for sure okay i i gotta say with this team you know because you're saying uh you're talking about the miles bridges thing it's like I, I don't really have a finger on the pulse of the nba but even i knew that was going on 
So like that was like the easiest, like, okay, they're like one of their best players is, is dealing with some pretty serious off uh, the court issues. Um, Lamelo, I, I see a ton of highlights, but I like, does he like maintain consistent play throughout a game or does he just have like awesome highlight passes? That, that's the one I'm not sure of. Um, but then, um, I feel like there's another point I had, but it's, it's kind of slipping my mind here. So I, I just kind of thought it's a pretty, pretty easy under. Oh, yeah, it's, Eddie's right. Anytime I watch the highlights, so their announcers are electrifying. Like they, they make me excited to watch highlights. Yeah. Personally, I think LaMelo Ball is the truth. Like I think one day he's going to end up being an MVP level player, or at least an all NBA level player. He's not quite there yet, but he does put up pretty impressive statistics um, the three-point shooting is a big help, and the defense has actually been a little bit better than people were expecting. I think Lamel is interesting because out of the three Ball brothers, he was definitely the most showy and most Gen Z, but he ended up being the best of the three. So uh, that was ended up being fairly crazy. Uh, I, I think a lot of people are just going to be watching this team for Kelly Oubre Jr. because he's such a pretty man. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's that much to get excited about. It's like Terry Rozier and P.J. Washington. Like Those guys don't really move the needle for me anymore. Cool. Let's not belabor the point that all three under on this one. Uh, we all we all three hit the under on this next team as well. Washington Wizards. Uh, it's it's Bradley Beal and you know just kind of a bare roster the rest of the way. They they brought in Kristaps Porzingis, um, but a lot of the a lot of the players that we thought were elite talents just haven't panned out. John Wall's no longer there, and the rest of the roster is kind of barren. It's Rui Hachimura that they're really expecting to be be something this year. Um, I really like their offseason addition of Monte Morris um, and Will Barton. I thought that was a really smart move and kind of, I feel like they hoodwinked the Denver Nuggets on a couple of ways with that trade. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just don't see it um, being much better. And I, I'm shocked that Bradley Beal's still there at this point. So I hit the under on 35 and a half. I, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I think it's a pretty easy under. They, you know, in typical Wizards fashion, they do nothing in the offseason. And I am all for staying loyal to your team, just like Dame has, just like Giannis does. But I think it gets to a point where you're just doing it to yourself. Like, you see, year in and year out, you get no help whatsoever. You're like, yeah, I want to stay in Washington and build something here. Like, brother, they don't want to build anything around you. They haven't done it for the last, like, 10 years that you've been on the team. You got to leave. And what pisses me off the most is he's such a such a talent, Bradley Beal is. And every year it's the same thing with Heat Twitter. Oh, he's coming <laughs> to Miami. Why? Because his wife is always liking tweets that say he's coming to Miami. And then he never comes. Like, brother, just leave. You are not you're wasting your talent there. You're wasting your career. You're just cashing a check. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I said I hit the under two. Same points. It's like they've got Bradley Beal and kind of an empty cupboard after that. Yeah, and just like looking at the roster, giving it a second look, like they have a lot of guys that played well last year that I just don't think is going to be overly sustainable. Uh, Corey Kispert was an older guy out of Gonzaga, and he had a pretty decent season. Uh, Kyle Kuzma very also had a very, very good season. But like, do I really think that's sustainable? The hot shooting? I don't really think so. And I think one of the most concerning things, too, is people were saying, oh, well, at least they got a high draft pick. Well, they used it on Johnny Davis, which seemed fine during the time. But 
he had an awful summer league and has had a rough start to preseason as well. So it looks like another waste of pick in Washington, and they don't really have much hope, which sounds bad, but like they're going to have to bottom out and tank if they want things to get better anytime soon. So, um, Riffing Wizards fans. They're going to have to trade Bill too. Trade Bill. Try and get rid of Adviva just for whatever you can. He's a top 10 pick, but yeah, it's not looking too good in Washington. Next up, we have the Detroit Pistons. Their over-under is 29 and a half. Uh, this team, I think, is going to be very fun and frisky this year. Uh, they got rid of Jeremy Grant and got some got some pieces back, which was a good get. Uh, Kate Cunningham is where it starts and ends. I, I think he's going to be also similar to similarly to Lamelo Ball, a superstar level talent. Um, was very very jealous that the Pistons were able to get him at first overall. I was really hoping he'd fall to the Magic, and I, I think they their supporting pieces are going to be pretty impressive this year. Sadiq Bay is one of the most underrated guys in the nba in my opinion he's a great shooter great defender he had a 50 point game last year like you don't do that on accident unless you're like Corey brewer or something um they have other guys that are excite me at other positions they just drafted jay and ivy isaiah stewart is a baller and he's not afraid to get in your face so i i very comfortably hit the over on 20 yeah i, I kind of went a different direction on this i think the pistons are gonna keep being the pistons and disappoint everyone every year uh, poor city of Detroit. They cannot catch a break with their teams. I know Max used line saying so. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just uh, there's nothing about the Pistons that excites me. Ever since like, obviously you had the bad boys in the '80s. I wasn't alive for, but then you know, early 2000s with uh, Chauncey Billups and Rasheed Wallace and Ben Wallace, and then like since then there has not been one exciting Pistons team. And I don't think they, you know, they do have a lot of very young talent. They added Marvin Bagley, who has been an insane disappointment. But to be fair, given the benefit of the doubt, he was playing in the Kings. So everyone gets thrown in the Kings. Um, You know, they added Bogdanovich, which I think is great. Uh, Cunningham is, I think, will be a great player in this league. Um, But I don't, I, I, I think it was an easy under for me. Yeah, I don't know a ton about the Pistons other than the disappointment of the past few years. Um, they got a lot of new young talent, but just because you have shiny new toys doesn't mean that you instantly start winning more games. Like they're they're gonna need to build some chemistry. They're gonna need some veteran leadership. Uh, I just I took the under on this That's one. Fair. There's a decent amount of use. Yeah, I just don't think Kevin Knox and Roddy Magruder <laughs> and Kemba Walker are gonna really do much for that team. Um, this just is such a bland team. I see the roster. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it right now again, just in case I miss something. But it's just such a bland team. There's no nothing there. Ye of little faith. I, I I think there's more there for the Pistons too. And Dwayne Casey is a great coach. He's won Coach of the Year in the past. So he's a great coach. I think that he can get them over thirty wins. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh. JBD, you haven't hit your your lock yet. Do you, do you, do you want to do that retroactively after we finish the Eastern Conference? Yeah, I didn't realize it had to be as we talked about the team. I was just gonna lock in the Bucks just because I'm such a big okay. believer okay. in Giannis. Just, I'm just I'm just going with the talent cool. that I that yeah, I love. Yeah, we're all so. at the end here. I was like, I don't know how passionate you feel about the Magic or the Pacers. So. 
I'm a huge Pacers guy. I didn't put my notes in there because I don't want you guys to get a sneak peek at how yeah, good yeah, I feel yeah, about them. Peek behind the curtain. Jimmy D's put notes for himself for every single team, but but the Pacers. He didn't include a single note for them, so they're not notable <laughs> to Jimmy D. Uh, next is my team, the Orlando Magic. I think they are an incredibly exciting team. They have one of the best young rosters in the NBA. Uh, I, I don't want to be dick riding this team for 15 minutes, but I think they have an exciting guy um, at every single position going too deep. Like you, you can talk about Markel Fultz. You can talk about guys who haven't played in a while, like Jonathan Isaac. You can get a little bit of everything with this team. Um, Bull Bull is there. Mo Bamba is there. Wendell Carter Jr. is low-key, like going to be pushing for an all-star spot, in my opinion, this year. Going to really make the Bulls look silly for trading him away. So um, there's there's wild-card guys like RJ Hampton. Is Cole Anthony actually good? We don't really know. Um, and obviously, it all leads back to their number one overall pick that they got this year and Paul Banchero. So uh, I think this is going to be an exciting roster that is going to surprise some teams with their length and their versatility. I think they're going to really struggle with shooting this year. Although Paulo looked pretty decent during summer league at shooting and he could end up sp- uh, spacing the floor a bit for us. But uh, I went a healthy over on 26 and a half. A lot of homerism in this pick, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can stand by this. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know they're your team, but I just I don't think they're going to be that good this year. I, you know, one of the. One of the repeating themes that I see with this team is injuries. Uh, I remember last year I went to a few uh, games and I, who was it? I think it was Jalen Suggs was always injured. Cole Anthony was out. I, I like both of those players. I just don't know if they can stay healthy. Uh, and if they do, there's a lot of young talent there, but there's really no veteran leadership around that team. You know, you have Cole Anthony, pretty new to the game. Mo Bamba barely plays like Bailey played his first two years because of injuries um Benchero I think is going to be a star in this league no question about it no question if he if they can find a way to keep him healthy after sweating seven pounds of sweat every game um which is insane um yeah I think he's going to be a star I just I don't know they're there yet I think they need a couple of years to develop their young talent in order to be a playoff. You don't know Kiki believer, Eddie? Not necessarily, <laughs> but you do have some solid. You do you do have some solid. Um, uh, you know, bench and role players. I think you know Terrence Ross is a great role player. Uh, I love Wendell Carter. Do we um, even mention Franz you know, Wagner? He's a hustle. Yeah. Like Wagner was one of the best yeah, players last Franz year. Wagner. Like he he. I think he finished like third or fourth and rookie of the year voting, but honestly should have been higher. Like he's been, his passing has really yeah. developed as well. He really, really reminds me of Gordon Hayward in a lot of ways. So he could be an all-star level player here soon too. So y'all sleep, y'all sleep. He could be. I like him a lot. And now they, they just added yeah. their brother Mo. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. He was in that movie yeah. too, Jimmy D. So you should like this team. But... Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I love that you're, you're segueing me into some solid analysis here, but. I think you, obviously, to your point, homerism are probably way too high on the Magic. Eddie might be a little bit too low. The 26 and a half wins, I just felt like wasn't a ton for a team that at least has a lot of positive things going for them, especially having that first overall pick. 
uh, we all are pretty high on Banchero. So I was just like, uh, you know what? I'm not going to disappoint Mac. I'll just go ahead and, and stick with him and, and hit Thank the over. You. All right. I just think it's too Did early. You smarter smart because I didn't dick ride your Miami Heat. So come on now. <laughs> well, you should have dick ride the Miami Heat. So I don't understand. Why do you guys always draft center? Yeah, we, we, have, um, we have the Milwaukee Bucks front office. Uh, who drafted Giannis and uh, Thon Maker and just like all those other really tall, lanky guys. And now they came over to Orlando and they're our front office now. And they just keep doing the exact same thing. So we have no shooting, no spacing, just a little bit of passing. And it's going to be a conjumbled mess, but it'll be fun. I can't wait to I think oh, it sounds living. like I should take the under then. Yeah. It's like the most important things in modern basketball. No, we're going to be running up it. and down the court, and we're going to struggle bust our way to 100 points, but that's all we're going to need because we're going to hold the other team like 89 points the entire time. It's going to be the opposite of the current Detroit Lions. It's going to be all defense, no offense. That's our that's our MO. So. I, I just think the Magic love living in like in the 90s. They, they haven't moved past the – Shaq well, and Penny days. And so, you know, they're trying to find that next Shaq. You know, they had, I, I think at one point they had Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, Mo Bamba, and Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. All in one team. Like, brother, you don't need that many centers. Speaking in the of league. the 90s, they're, be, they're bringing back right. the pinstripes from that Shaq Penny era. So you're not too off. Yeah. I do love that. I do love those jerseys. I, I love when they bring, you know, the old school. Yeah, you're not too wrong. Uh, the last team is the Indiana Pacers. Uh, their over-under is 23.5, last in the Eastern Conference. Uh, for me, I, I went a slight over just because 23.5 is just not a lot. Um, what do you guys think on this team? Right? It's it's a last-place team. They're definitely going to be taking for Victor Wambanyana, uh or Scoot Henderson, whichever your flavor is. But um, it's a it's a young scrappy roster, so I just went uh, ever so slight. I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you, Mac. Um, they're, they're also a team that I was on the fence with uh, in terms of you know their over under and wins. I think they have some good players. You know they had they added to Halliburton on that trade with the Kings. I, I love him. Yeah. I think he's amazing. I think he's a great great player. I. The Kings are so stupid for trading them away. I think the tandem of Fox and Halliburton would have, if they gave it time and built around them, I think it would have worked out. Um, but then aside from that, you know, they got Goga. They have, um, if they don't trade Buddy Heald away, you know, that's a that's a pretty solid piece. I think that's why I was a bit on the edge. It really depends on if they're going to make trades or not. You know, there's been a lot of rumors of Lakers wanting to trade for Buddy and wanting to trade for. Um, Someone else in that. Miles team. Turner. Okay. Miles Turner. You're right. Yeah. And Miles Turner. And I just don't know if that's going to happen or not. As of now, they haven't offered anything. Nope. I think you guys kind of hit the main points there. The team that's potentially going to be trading, tanking, all that. But the, the win total of 23, just that's pretty low. I feel like it, you can kind of like blind luck find your way to like 20 wins so they just gotta get a couple more to to hit this, o- yeah. this over yeah unless they start doing a fire sale really really early like you look at this roster it's honestly not that young like they got guys like chris duarte who was a rookie last year but he's already a 25 year old sophomore this year they got other guys on this roster that are winning type players like james johnson tj mcconnell like these are guys who have been there done that they're the pit bulls of the nba 
And I, I, I think that they're going to surprise some people just by playing hard and just being in the right spots and being veteran players and knowing what to do. So, um, I'm afraid that 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 all the trades are going to make us maybe. buy our time because um, we all we all went over. I gotta say, if you gave 23 and a half wins over on there to the Magic, I would have stole them. <laughs> what do you think they're going to get? Like 12? I don't know. I think I. I think they're getting a, a lot of pick, I can tell you that. <laughs> I think they're going to be a sneaky play in uh, tournament kind of team, so we'll see, we'll see. Dude, That's bold. Dude, bold. I think we are destined for a 10 seed and then getting bounced in that 10 seed and then getting a lottery pick still and then winning the first overall pick and getting Victor. That's my prediction right now. You're going to... Oh, so, so you want another center. <laughs> He'd want. fit in. He looks like Kevin Durant. I don't know if you guys watched the game the other night. So uh, he is a baller. So we're going to take a quick break, um, and then we'll be right back, and we're going to hit the Western Conference and then some of just like quick hits on the awards. So we'll be right back. That concludes part one of our NBA preview. If you've enjoyed it so far, be sure to catch part two. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, reach out and let us know. If you feel we've earned it, rate us on whichever app you're using. It helps us reach more listeners. 